You are listening to a sermon from Emmaus Church LCMS. For more information, please go to www.emmauspasco.org. Body, grace, and mercy, and peace are yours today in Christ who lifts us up. Amen. So, question as a Christian, what do you do when you're when you're down? When you're down, when you're kind of dejected or despondent, down in the dumps, glum, in a funk, get the idea? <laughs> Out of sorts, low-spirited. Today I want to, instead of looking at one of the readings of the day, as we typically do, I want to share a, a sermon I prepared for myself over the years. You may see me as a cheerful up person. I'm not always that way. I often slide into just a low point, not like clinical depression or anything like that, but I I figured I I have to preach to myself to get out of it. So what I want to share is what I preach to myself, or variations of it. And there's kind of a sort of an outline in the back of your bulletin you want to be tracking along with me. There's a second sheet with a box on it. Do Lord help me as I hear this this word, then we all be blessed and encouraged by it. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. So, what do you do when you're down? The first one might seem kind of odd to you, but it's where I begin. It's repent. Repent. Acts 3.19 says, Repent, therefore, and turn back, that your sins may be blotted out, that times of refreshing may come from the presence of the Lord. Times of refreshing. Isn't that what you need when you're in a funk? Yeah. But why repentance? Well, I find this, uh, it, this is me, but often when I'm down... There, there's something behind it, something unresolved between me and God that I haven't dealt with, haven't brought into, brought up, haven't contended with. And that's often at the core of it. Psalm 32, David says, When I refused to confess my sin, I was weak and miserable. And I groaned all day long. Finally, I confessed all my sins to you and stopped trying to hide them. I said to myself, I will confess my rebellion to the Lord and you forgave me. All my guilt is gone. Repentance. Now what I'm going to share as I go around this, that little uh, figure there, it's not a one, two, three step. 
like that. It's more like a like a menu that you can pick from, kind of a a la carte. Whatever different times need different things. Secondly, is well let me ask a question first. Does Satan want a Christian to be filled with the joy of the Lord or in the pits? <laughs> in the pits, yeah. So two, the, the second one is is resist. Resist. James 4, 7 says, Submit yourselves therefore to God. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. Resist the devil. Jesus said, get behind me, Satan. And we can proactively do that. Paul tells us, um, gives us some tools for that in Ephesians 6. He says, be strong in the Lord and the strength of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you can defeat the schemes, the schemes, the techniques, the strategies of the devil. The belt of truth on, the breastplate of righteousness, God's righteousness that cut shoes with the gospel of peace, the shield of faith, the helmet of salvation, the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God, pray at all times in the spirit. Resist. If you want a little gesture with each of these, um, repent is this, it's turning, turning back to God. Remember, the Christian life is repentance and faith. That's the two-stroke engine of the Christian life. Repent and resist. Third is very important. It's, it's, it's recall. Recall. The psalmist says, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits. The psalmist is talking to himself. Bless the Lord, forget not all his benefits. What do we tend to forget not? We tend to forget not grievances, stuff that's not right, stuff that's gone wrong, things we're ticked off about, things that depress us. But since forget not, those things, forget not all his benefits. His benefits. Paul gives us some specifics on that. Whatever is True, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. So what do we tend toward? We tend toward this, whatever is alive, or tawdry, or crooked, or impure, or ugly, or detestable, or broken, or blameworthy. We think of those things. No wonder we slide down. See, God's given us this, that we have this God-given capacity to guide our thought patterns. That's one thing that distinguishes us from animals and machines. We, we decide. We can corral our thoughts if you want to think of it that way. Because our, our thoughts 
are, are linked together. One leads to another. And as we focus on whatever it is a lie or tawdry or appropriate or impure of it, it tends to spiral down, down, down into bits. Think of, uh, for instance, think of the little acronym we use for, for a prayer outline. You remember that? ACTS, A-C-T-S, Adoration, Confession, Thanksgiving, Supplication. If you can't remember how to put the prayer about, they just remember A-C-T-S. But anyway, confession, we've already talked about, that's connected to repentance. But think of A and T, Adoration. Think about the greatness of God. He felt that praise for God, God's holiness, God's righteousness, the beauty of God, the perfection of God, the compassion of God, the patience of God, the wisdom of God, the power of God. Adore him. Adore him. Praise him. The tea. Thanksgiving, when you're down. I just find this so healing to think about past blessings of all my life. I've got all these years of blessing to, to recall and, and count. Um, Rob, can you open the, the door? It's some real stuff. Leave it open. Thanks. Blessings of the past, blessings of the present. I can see, I can hear. I have people who love me and care about me. I can sit up and take nourishment. I, I, I have so many blessings. See, and that changes my perspective. Well, you know, physically also, you know, things I, I just mentioned, but also spiritually. I'm a child of God. I don't deserve to be, but God has called me by name. God has, God has put his name upon me in my baptism. I, I recall to mind, this is a symbol if you're looking for one, recall or recount or remember is what I'm talking about. And that is to, uh, uh, remember, there's now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. That's real. That's true. Are you in Christ Jesus? No guilt. No condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. God's word. Jesus is Lord. No matter what's going on in the world, Jesus is Lord. So recall, recount, remember, remember your baptism. Remember your baptism. Remember you have been joined to Christ. So, repent, resist, recall. Fourth, I find when I'm down, I tend to isolate. I tend to withdraw. So the fourth thing is relate. 
relate. We see this in the Apostle Paul, who was kind of a hard-driving type guy, I believe. Um, but he, he realized his need for people, and he was, it just comes out in his letters. Philippians 1, he says, It is right for me to feel this way about you all, because I hold you in my heart. For you are all partakers with me of grace, both in my imprisonment and in the defense and confirmation of the gospel. For God is my witness, how I yearn for you all with the affection of Christ Jesus. See, we need each other in the body of Christ. We need to be connected to each other in the body of Christ. Paul writes to Philemon, your love has given me great joy and encouragement. Encouragement. Paul writing at the end of his life, 2 Timothy chapter 4, he says, Demas, who spoke very highly of another place, uh, and he's deserted me. Crescens and Titus, they're gone. Only Luke is with me. And then he appeals to Timothy, do your best to get here before winter. See, he, he realized that need for connection. But we see it in our life, life of our Lord himself, don't we? He was not a, a solo guy. He wasn't, he, 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 had, he chose the 12, and the 12 were with him. And of the 12, there's the three, Peter, James, and John, are with him in, in in specific ministry times, and then there's the disciple who Jesus loved. The time of crisis in his life in the Garden of Gethsemane, Jesus took Peter and the two sons of Zebedee, along with him, and he began to be sorrowful and troubled. Then he said to them, My soul is overwhelmed with sorrow to the point of death. Stay here and keep watch with me. See how important that was to him. That he be connected, that he knew people were had his back. We know how that turned out. But we see also his heart. See, are you down? Or what are you? Be in touch with somebody. Don't wait for someone to come and cheer you up. Why doesn't anybody call? <laughs> it, it doesn't work that way. But we, we can reach out and have coffee with somebody. Or another thing is to serve or volunteer, minister. I want to say, somebody, a friend said, life is a mission. Any other definition is false and misleading. We're here to do something with our lives. And as we do, we find our life lifts up and takes on meaning. Connect, relate. Paul gives us some, some ways to do that. Romans 12. Share with God's people in need. He says, practice hospitality. Have somebody over. 
Rejoice with those who rejoice. Weep with those who weep. Relate. Relate. Now, some of these may seem contradictory, like this one might seem to contradictory to the next one. The next one is, this is the symbol for it, and that is retreat. Retreat. Or replenish. Replenish. Jesus recognized the need in the disciples' lives, and he says to them, Come away by yourselves to a desolate place and rest a while. For many were coming and going, and they had no leisure even to eat. He saw the disciples' need. But we see himself. Luke 5. Jesus often withdrew to lonely places and prayed. Withdrew to lonely places. If it's, if it's a priority for Jesus, I wonder if maybe it should be a priority for us from time to time. Now, now this can be small things. Just taking when you're in a phone, just, you know, a few minutes apart to, just to, to recall. You know, a favorite scripture, recall who you are, recall whose you are, to um, maybe at the end of the day, re review the, the blessings of that day, and that your God has given you another day of life. Um, review the work of God in your life. Just take, take time to step back and retreat. Sometimes the, the Russian busyness just weigh us down. And six is request. Request. The psalmist prays in Psalm 86, gladden, it's a prayer, gladden the heart of your servant. For to you, O Lord, do I lift up my soul. And I, he says, bring joy to your servant. <laughs> bring joy to your servant. David prays, restore to me the joy of your salvation. And grant me a willing spirit. See, David was in the pit. He realizes his sin, but with that sin came grief and sorrow and darkness. Restore to me the joy of your salvation. See, it's okay to ask God for help for yourself. You don't have to just only pray for others, or missionaries or family or whatever. You can pray for yourself. Many psalms are, are heartfelt cries for help. Or the psalmist who's writing it. And lastly, rejoice. <laughs> rejoice. Philippians 4 says, Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I say, rejoice. And the 
prophet Habakkuk, who was a farmer, says this, Though the fig tree should not blossom, nor fruit be on the vines, the produce of the olive fail, and the fields yield no food, the flock be cut off from the fold, and there be no herd in the stalls, yet I will rejoice in the Lord. Yet I will. I will take joy in the God of my salvation. Did you rejoice? Is a choice. I read this, I have this in my files, I don't know where I got it, so I don't know who's speaking. A social worker or something. She writes this, a 92-year-old, small, well-poised, and proud man, 92 years old, who was fully dressed each morning by 8 o'clock with his hair nicely combed and shaved perfectly, even though he is legally blind, moved to a nursing home today. His wife of 70 years recently passed away, making the move necessary. After many hours of waiting patiently in the lobby of the nursing home, he smiled sweetly when told his room was ready. As he maneuvered his walker to the elevator, I provided a visual description of his tiny room, including the eyelet sheets that had been hung on his window. I love it, he stated with his enthusiasm of an eight-year-old having been presented with a new puppy. Mr. Jones, you haven't seen your room. Just right. That doesn't have anything to do with it, replied. Happiness is something you decide on ahead of time. Whether I like my room or not doesn't depend on how the furniture is arranged. It's how I arrange my mind. I already decided to love it. It's a decision I make every morning when I wake up. I have a choice. I can spend the day in bed recounting the difficulty I have with parts of my body that no longer work, or get out of bed and be thankful for the ones that do. Each day is a gift from God. And as long as my eyes open, I'll focus on the new day and all the happy memories I've stored away just for this time in my life. Retreat, request, rejoice. So, there's a commonality between all these. Ultimately, it's all about another R. Rediscovering Jesus. Rediscovering Jesus. See, if you do it through, through recalling, relating to brothers and sisters or serving in Jesus' name, obviously repenting or resisting the enemy or retreating even for a few minutes or requesting, or simply rejoicing in the Lord. 
So you may not need this message to get both mountains. I hope you never need it. But you never need it. And no, I'm going to need it again. Would you pray with me? Oh, dear Father, there is a undulation in the Christian life. There's Easter's and there's Good Fridays. Times of great celebration and joy, times of grief, loss. Times when the sun is shining and times when it seems so dark we're never going to see light again. Times when we wonder how we will keep going. Oh, but we rejoice this day that you are over it all. And we pray that, we thank you that your word tells us so many ways to deal with those times. When your, we see your people in the pages of scripture dealing with the kinds of things that we deal with. We thank you for your word. We thank you for your promises. We thank you for your Holy Spirit who indwells us. And may we walk in the light, daily giving thanks and rejoicing in your undeserved mercy and costly love. In the name of your Son, our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. All God's people said, Amen. Amen. This has been a message from Emmaus Church LCMS. We thank you for listening and we invite you to find out more by visiting our website at www.emmauspasco.org. That's www.emmauspasco.org.